on this healing journey together. So welcome to Healing Journey once again. We're back, episode two. And I hope you enjoyed our last episode. So you had to yeah. go back and check it out. You got to check out episode one. But we got to talk about today. We got to talk about fighting the urge to quit because we talked a lot about our tragic experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, and we just want to talk to you more about just that fighting that urge not to quit because... Yeah. It could be really, really, really challenging not to just check out and give up, especially when you're on your healing journey. And so for everyone who's on your healing journey and you're trying to figure this thing out, I want to help you. We want to help you. Yeah. Because uh, as you know, in episode one, we talked about a lot of our circumstances of life that we faced, those tragic experiences that we went through. Mm -hmm. So we just want to help you. And so when we think about just our tragic experiences, baby, one of the things I think about is that there was a lot of pain, painful moments we had and moving forward <clears throat> or moving past those moments were really, really challenging. And I want to kind of get real with that because I don't think we talk about that enough. I don't think we talk about the fact that when you do go through tragic moments or you do go through painful moments, we don't talk enough about the fact that you are sad, yeah. <laughs> you are helpless, you feel hopeless, you're yeah. mad at God, right? Mm -hmm. uh, don't let people tell you you can't be mad at God. You do get mad with God. Yeah. Um, you get disappointed with your faith. You get disappointed with so many different things. Uh, you check out. I checked out. You, you, yeah. get, you start avoiding people. You get isolated. And you really are dealing with stuff inside that you just like how do i how do i walk through this how do i get through this how do i get through this stage of life and i don't know talk about how you felt during those moments where you went through those painful tragic moments that we kind of talked about how did, how did it feel to you <laughs> um impossible would probably be like one of the big word. words that pop up awesome. to me. Yeah. Um, like when I think about Jayla's situation, I felt like it was impossible for me to learn how to do this. It's impossible for me to give my child shots. It's impossible for me to learn how to count these cards and figure out how all these things work. And she had a minimum of four shots a day and dealing with her crying and screaming and impossible, um, overwhelming, yeah. um, painful, very, very, very painful um, is another word that I would use to describe how I felt during our traumatic situation. Yeah, I, I think pain is one of those things that a lot of us face when we go through moments, uh, whether it is losing a job, uh, losing money, which we've, we've gone through, losing thousands. thousands of dollars, trying to obey God and do what we felt like was the right thing and before you know it our savings account was empty I gave that we worked with, really really, really hard, hard for we we gave away my retirement so it's it's we just like i mean what do you do with this uh eventually had to let go of our beautiful home that we built from scratch and that pain was real when you had to let that go and eventually go back to an apartment that the Pain, I don't even know if pain is Pain is like a a it's just a, a surface to what you really experience. It's almost like 
your world, like you said, somebody is taking your world, shaking your life up, and just throwing you upside down. Just, I mean, it, it it was usually like almost like a shovel. You're just digging you in the dirt. And like, I think one of the biggest parts that I feel like we don't always talk about is that you're experiencing all of this pain and this mm -hmm. feeling of impossibility while you're still expected to live your life, oh, yeah. to go to work, to take care of them kids. Yeah. I mean, and take care of your kids well, because we believe in taking care of our yeah, kids absolutely. well, not just, you know, they're just, you know, an accessory to our life. Mm -hmm. We, we, you know, we're serious about the care that we provide to our children, but to take care of our kids. I had two little girls whose heads had to be styled and done and washed. And I do the vast majority of the cooking in our household, like to maintain your household, to, to bathe yourself, to bathe your kids, to clean your house, um, to go to work. And I have always worked throughout the entirety of our marriage in very stressful jobs. I work with children who are abused and abandoned. That So I'm not going to no easy job. On all fronts, it's hard and it's painful and it's difficult. Um, I remember when I went back to work after Jayla was diagnosed, I literally cried at my desk all day while trying to type. Like, I think that's probably the most difficult part. If you can, like, put everything on hold while you deal with your pain. Yeah. While you're going through what you're going through. You can just, you know, somebody come get your kids and take care of them for a little while. You know, you can call out of work, but still collect that paycheck because you still got to pay these bills. Mm -hmm. If you can put everything else on hold, it might be a little bit easier. But you're dealing with this pain, this impossibility, like your world has been turned upside down. And you're still responsible for little people. And you're still responsible for doing your job and doing it well. It's rough. It's, it's rough and it's real. Like, that's yeah. the thing I think people don't want to talk about. Like, it's real. And it's definitely real and challenging when you're a person of faith because you read scripture, right? You you hear all these sermons. You 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 have faith in God. And people around you are telling you, oh, you know, you don't need to be sad. Just be encouraged. No, I'm sad. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you know, it'd be all right. You know. Uh, just keep praising. Just keep praising. I don't have the words to praise him. I don't want praise him right now. Actually, I'm mad at him right now. Yeah. I don't feel like it, and yeah. I can't even find the words to say a prayer. To just pray. We've been made endure for a night. But joy. joy comes in the morning. And it might be true, <laughs> but at that moment, I don't want to hear what you want to hear. Right now, I'm trying to fight the urge to quit. Because right now, I want to check out, quit. I don't want to hear nothing about God. I don't care about your faith. I don't care about my faith right now. I'm just trying to figure out why I'm going through this and how I get through this because it's hard. And how did I get here? How did, yeah. And how am I going to get through this? And Jesse and I live, we don't live like near family and, you know, things like that where your mama can come get your child or my daddy can cook for our family tonight. We literally had to keep living life in the middle of this pain. Yeah. Um, and the kids don't behave any better because you're going through. <laughs> pain you still got their homework to do they they still throw their tantrums or whatever it is that your kids do you know the difficulties that come along with parenting sometimes kids are not like let me act like I got some sense because I know my mama going through right now no they don't they are kids um 
So I feel like that was probably that's probably the most difficult part is trying to continue to push in the midst of having to deal with everything else and deal with your pain. Um, but yeah, so that that's how I felt in those traumatic situations. Extremely overwhelmed because of the pressure of I got to get myself together and I still got to make sure these kids straight while I'm. I'm seriously going through. I'm hurting so badly inside. I can barely yeah. like not stop crying. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard. And you know, for anybody to tell you that when you've gone through an experience, whether it may, whatever your experience that has been tragic for you, for anybody to tell you, you know, you just just move past it. Oh, sometimes it's hard. Uh, we have this term that we use. Too in, in clinical care uh, when you're trying to help people is that sometimes you got to live in the suffering. Like you got to really live in it mm-hmm. because it just don't pass away. I, I try to tell people when you go through a tragic experience, it's not like, oh yeah, it'll go away a few days later or it'll go away a few weeks later. Sometimes it's going to come back to you years years later and you, you're, you're triggered by something that you're like, man, wait a minute, I feel like I'm back in the same moment when I was three years ago. I think it's like, yeah. it's much like grief. Yeah. Um, I remember feeling like when Jayla was diagnosed with diabetes, like I was grieving. I legit felt like I had lost my healthy child and now I have this sick one. Yeah. yeah. And I had to grieve that. That's like loss. Absolutely. All, you know, like all of it. The things, all of the dreams and the desires. And as I went on and as we got on our healing journey, I started to realize, well, she can still have these dreams and these desires and I can still have these dreams and these desires for her. She just got to have insulin in the background or we got to do more planning or, you know, there's always going to be something else that we got to go along with it. But I legit felt like I was grieving the loss of my healthy child. Yeah, that's tough. That was really tough. And I think that's, and I think that what we have to remember about grief is that it goes through phases and it, you know, it can peak its little ugly head up right in the middle of, right after you just had the time of your life at Disney World. And, you know, you're like, oh, we had so much fun. And then you remember, but I had to stop and change Jayla's pump in the middle of the thing. And then it hits you like, hey, we don't even, not even living a normal life or whatever, whatever the situation may be. Um, so I think I think that that's part of it too. Yeah, I, that it's I, grieving. That grieving that going through that part of grief, and you're trying to go through that. You still got to deal with life, and God is still present. You know, God ain't absent. And like God, even though just, it feels like He's, like not, he's not there, He's still present. And so you're battling with, okay, I gotta still do life. God, you're still present, but I don't really want to deal with you either because why do you allow me to go through all this stuff? And so it's that's yeah, I painful. Was, I was pissed with God. Yeah, it's painful. Because I was like, Lord, you could have easily just given this to me. Like, mm-hmm. as difficult as it is, I ain't four. Mm-hmm. What, however old I was at that time, I guess I would have been like 29, 30. 30. Mm-hmm. I was 30. Um, I'm like, I can't believe that you would make a child go through this. Yeah. Like, what? This is crazy. A child, a four-year-old at that, like, you could have easily just given this to me. I would beg God, God, please, yeah. 
transfer it over. In the middle of the night, when we wake up in the morning, I got diabetes and Jayla don't. Like, I would yeah. beg him, please, just give it to me instead of Jayla. Like, I, why does she have to go through this? I, I'll i take the cup and bear it. I will bear the burden for her. Please, God, I would beg him to please take it away from her. And if somebody had to deal with it, just give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. God don't normally answer those type of things. And <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I can't do that for you on that one. Uh, that's her world, and that's what you got to deal with. You know, I think that's the thing about trying to move forward with your faith, even when you go through these moments, is that, you know, even though it's painful, and even though it's tragic, and even though we feel like God has abandoned us, and we may do, and man, in that moment, he may have separated himself a little bit from us just for us to experience what we're going through. Uh, I think we often forget that his love is still there, present. He still cares for us. Uh, and I think in the sense that we feel abandoned sometimes by God, there's still that sense that we have to understand that God is never too far away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing that I learned, that God is never too far away, that just like if you ever heard of the story of the prodigal son, which most people, whether you are an avid Christian person or you're not, most people know about the story of the prodigal son. And he was, after all the craziness he did, he was still able to run back to his father and he opened his arms up to welcome him. I think that's the same thing with God when we go through painful moments that sometimes we feel so distanced from God, but he's never too far away for you not to go back. And he's not... Like, he's not this God that's like, you know what? I'm not going to embrace you because you feel like, you know, you're mad at me or you're disappointed. No, he's still there. He's still welcoming you, even with the disappointment. And I would have to say that in all of the traumatic situations that we brought up and mentioned in the last episode, when I turned to God is when I started to get on my journey of healing. Because you do go through this phase of like you're mad, you're hurt, you're upset, whatever with God because you can't believe that he's allowing you to go through this as a child of God, which we get backwards. I think as Christians and believers, we go through more things because we are children of God. Um, But um, when I turned to him, when I said, okay, God, here is this hurt. Here is this pain. I was able to release it onto him. I was able to cast it, like scripture say, yeah. cast my cares on him. I was instead of trying to hold on to him. And um, sometimes we get comfortable in our pain or we want to stay in our pain. When I made the choice to acknowledge the pain and cast it, cast those cares, give those cares over to him, is when the healing process started. And I think, and that, I know at times that can feel like a struggle, like trying to cast your cares or your concerns to God when you feel like God is the one that has allowed all this to happen to you. Uh, and I think that for me, I could speak to that because I struggled with that for a while. Like, okay, God, you told me to start this church. You told me to do all these different things uh, to help all these people who were in need. And yet, when it all said and done, it just fell apart. Like, and it was no reason for it to fall apart. Like, God, it just don't make any sense. So, 
why well, I'm going to cast my cares to you now when you allow all this that you told me to do to fall apart. And so you get into the stage where you feel like, okay, I, I've done the right thing. I listened to God and didn't listen to God. It seems like it got me in more trouble than it did in the first place. <laughs> right. So you're like, well, I mean, at least I went depressed so, right? before I did this. So you're, yeah. you're trying to fight that urge to quit. But I think, like you said, you always can still cast your cares to God. And you, the thing about God, too, is that he can be so distanced or you can feel like he's so distanced and no matter how far you cast it, he can he can he can obtain it. He can catch it. Like you could be miles away. Even if you cast it begrudgingly, yeah. begrudgingly is that the word? Begrudgingly, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you like, I remember with Jayla's situation, I didn't like. It wasn't like this. Okay, God, like I I'm giving this to you. It was just like, yeah. all right, God, I got these kids and I got to take care of them. And I got to get beyond this. And I don't see anybody else that can help me. So I'm turning to you. It wasn't like, God, I'm coming to you with open arms. Because, no, I'm still mad at you. But I'm also turning to you because I also feel like you can help me. (laughs) You know, like I feel like you're the only one that can help me. So it wasn't like this. Uh, like you see in the movies, and, you know, <laughs> like you that. run with open arms and y'all embrace on the beach and it's this beautiful, you know, reuniting. It was like, all right, Lord, here I am. Yeah. In all my mess. All this crazy. You gave me this child. Yeah. And you allowed this to happen to her. Here. Yeah. I got to get past this because I got these, ba- I got a baby and I got a four year old. This one got diabetes. We got to get through this. And I need your help. Yeah. Can you help me with this? And even though you're coming to him in that way, his embrace is still warm. And he still loves you. And he's still there. Um, And he'll take you even if you're questioning his love. He'll take you even if you're down. He still accepts you. The fact that you turned to him was enough for him. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing that we we really have this misconception of is that we got to have it all right to take it to God. And that's crazy. I don't think I ever had it right to take it to God. God will take all your mess, all your pain, all your doubts about him, and he'll embrace you with all that stuff. And uh, that's why I love He's God. glad to embrace you just yeah, the way I that just, you are. He just... He's like, come here, my little yeah, Jack. You don't make me mad sometimes. Broken, baby. You don't, you don't piss Let me, me off a couple of times. Let me put you back together again. And father, father, you know, God knows he don't piss me off a couple of times. I done told him. I done told him. <laughs> I said, God, I ain't, <laughs> ain't feeling you today, man. But uh, what I what I will say, too, in that whole aspect is sometimes, obviously, being married, you also, if you're not careful, you can turn against one another when you get through tragic experiences. But you can be fighting against one another <laughs> rather than trying to support one another when you're going through moments like that. It could have been easy for us when we were going well through the situation with Jalen and finding out that chronic disease and learning that entire experience. It could have been easy for us to be like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore with you. You could have easily, when you were going through your um, moment where you are going through your anxiety period, I could have easily been like, man, I ain't trying to do nobody with that anxiety. I legit thought that you were going to be like, yeah, you. It's crazy. Because you, I felt bad because you trying to do your whole church thing. You trying to take care of me. And you trying to take care of the girls because I really wasn't in any type of situation to take care of anything or anybody. 
Um, and I I felt like this man is just going to be like, this is just too much. Thank you for not yeah, abandoning me, baby. You didn't abandon me when I was going through my moment. Even though you told me to get my life together. I did. Quick, I had it. You was just like, man. Get it together. Get it together because if not, you know, you finna lose everything that you don't work so hard to keep. So it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? But I think in those moments, especially in marriage, um, and we talk about this all the time, you just gotta be a team. If one down, the other one gotta champion, champion you on. If, That's if the other one, yeah, if the other one is weak, then be strong for that person. Yeah. Sometimes y'all gonna be strong together, sometimes y'all might be weak together, but if we weak together. Not only are we going to be weak together, but we're going to find a way to get out of this mess together. We're going to yeah. be a team together. And I, I would have to say that, like, the majority of the times when we're going through, yeah. it's like one of us is weak and the other one is all put, you know, strong and pushing. I would have to say that with the whole church situation, Listen. we was both Listen. weak. We was weak. <laughs> we, was, <laughs> we was weak. I we probably had weak. a little bit tad more strength than you yeah. did. Um, oh, we didn't. Even we can even talk about beyond the church, even trying to get yourself back together after the church situation. And so much stuff was happening to us. We was getting stuff. I mean, we was dealing with, we were working for a company on the side that we were contracted to. And they were giving us false allegations saying that we weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing. And we out here serving these people in the hot sun. And I mean, we putting together events. It was crazy how they just backfired on us. Uh, we had got to a point where uh, we were dealing with stuff, financial stuff that was coming out of us. Like stuff that ago. we thought was dealt with. We had dealt with that. And like just before we had kids dealt with. We've been married, guys. This year will be 16 years. Our oldest is going to be 13 Yeah. in a few months. So stuck, when I say stuck years before we had children, years. Yeah. That's how long ago was literally coming up that we had to deal with and throw money at, like financially deal with money that we didn't have or money that we had for something else mm -hmm. um, that we had to use towards. Oh, my God. On top of <clears throat> on top of your children having to deal with the youngest, her teeth acting up. So now we got to put all these funds and taking care of her. My teeth. daughter is walking around with. $3,000 worth of dental work in her now. It's like, and then we get into your job and how your job tries you so hard. That might have to be for another episode. They try. But yeah. they try her so hard. And so you like, okay, God, at this stage, we both weak, Lord. We, we, <laughs> oh, we ain't got no strength for you, God. We ain't got no strength for nobody else. We just trying to keep ourselves together. So how did we get, how did, what did we do when we Man, were both we weak? was just trying to, we were weak together, but we were trying to also find a way as we were weak together to also push forward together. Exactly. We, I think that's what we did. Yeah. We would must, sometimes we had to muster up a smile. Yeah. Um, and we would smile and we would hold each other and we would yeah. look at each other and we would kiss each other and yeah. we would do things with our kids. I feel like there's a common things that, yeah. theme that comes up when we're talking about these struggles, our kids, our kids. Kids are their best life, man. Yeah, but they have been, but at the same time, they're also what helps us to keep pushing. Yeah, I think, oh, oh, absolutely. Like, in every single one of these, oh, yeah. when Jayla was diagnosed, it was her that was telling me, Mommy, you gotta stop on it. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna oh, be yeah. all right. When I was going through my anxiety thing, 
my the whole thing where I was like, I got to get myself together because I got to take care of my kids. Yeah. I'm in a place where I cannot take care of my kids. Who going to take care of them? Yeah. Like, if I ain't going to take care of them, who going to take care of them? So I got to get myself together for these kids. You said that when you were going through about the church, when you walked through the door, Jamie was like, Daddy, we need you. And you was like, I got to get myself together because these kids need us. Guys, as much as these kids stress y'all out, these kids are a blessing. They really are. That's why I tell people all the time, sometimes you just got to fight for your marriage for your kids. They just need to see you fight for one another. Like not not that I feel like that's a reason for yeah, you to I'm stay just, together absolutely. if your marriage if, if, is if jacked up. If around that, yeah. but if if there's a way to fight and there's reason to fight, fight. Your you know? kids are looking to you and they're like, man, you can you can fight because this is it could easily have an urge to quit on your marriage when you're going through a tragic moment, when you're going through a painful moment, when y'all ain't liking each other, when y'all both weak and y'all down, and you feel like you ain't got no way to get around any of this. Sometimes you just gotta fight, and you gotta fight for. What you put together, what you established, what you got. Because at the end of the day, and this is the thing, I, the kids didn't actually be here. No. They didn't choose. They, they didn't choose. They didn't say, you know what, I want to choose whose parents I want to be with. No. no, we brought them here. Yeah. With the grace of God, allowing us to have that opportunity. So they looked at us like, hey, mom, dad, what y'all going to do? What, what are we doing here today? <laughs> right. And I think what I was saying before I got into that whole, you know, the kids are a blessing thing. Is that we would do things that the kids wanted to do that was fun. Like they love going to the movies. Yeah. You know, they want to go out to eat, whatever we would do it. And then that would kind of help push us a little bit. Yeah. Because we were living, you know, our lives to kind of make them happy. And because we were trying, we were making them happy. Seeing them happy was making us happy. And yeah. help pushing us forward. Yeah. Um, help, you know, pushing us closer together. Um, I think this is the first time in our the whole church situation is probably also the first time in our marriage where I felt like it ripped us apart. Not ripped yeah. us apart in yeah. that we broke up and we were like fighting each other and going through, but ripped us apart in, in a way that, well, how would you say, babe? Like in a way that we weren't as close yeah. as we were. It was isolation. I had a lot of avoidance. I was avoiding um, engaging you as I would normally engage you. Because yeah. It was just it was hurtful. So when you when you again when you invest so much into in something that you feel like is your life, yeah. Right. You you put your time, your energy, your money. You make sacrifices with your savings, your uh, retirement, your home. Just trying to keep everything afloat so you can make sure you maintain your church and. You do what's best for God and to help the people. And then when it don't just fall apart, it's like you're so hurt to a point where you're just trying to avoid everybody because you don't want to deal with nobody, you don't want to talk to nobody. And for us, that was different because we're always close. We're always connected. And so I think my avoidance of dealing with you guys was in the first time I married where we got really disconnected in that way. Um, but again, even through that, we found a way to... Uh, find each other, even through the darkest places of our life, we, we still, and I think that's a that's a point in itself, you can still find one another in your marriage in the darkest places of your life. Mm -hmm. Where somebody, maybe you at that time was a light for me, at that time I was a light for you during your dark moment, and sometimes when we both dark, we try to search together with our hands held together 
We're trying to search together for the light so that we can find some light in this dark place. And sometimes you got to do it like that. Sometimes you both in a dark place and you got to hold each other's hand and you got to try to find a way to the light. And I think just. And let me weird. say this real quick. That was really good. But I feel like that an important point that you made is don't make sacrifices for church and the people of your church at the sake of your family. Yeah, don't do that. I just want to don't say that, that real quick. Don't do that. Don't do that. And that's a life lesson for don't me. Don't do that. For me as 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 uh, as a pastor or for anybody who's Don't watching sacrifice this, anybody over here. And your you are a pastor or will become a pastor at some point in life. Uh, man, maintain your family home and don't make sacrifices that allows ministry to be Put in place of family. And what's crazy about that is I always knew that even during that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did. But when you get involved in it and you're trying to maintain something because you feel so strong, like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what's going to help my family get to where we need to go. Uh, this is going to eventually provide the finances for my family. So you put so much energy into it that you're like, man, I make these sacrifices in order for us to get to where we got to go. But you got to understand, man, and I'm telling you from experience, Push yourself in, in my shoes for a moment and understand, don't allow yourself, as as difficult as it may be, don't allow yourself to make sacrifices for the benefit of what you have a dream for or a desire for or you want to keep maintaining and you know it may And it don't have to be a church, whatever yeah, it is. Whatever it is. Work. Work. Whatever. Put man... Family, your outside family. Yeah, you, no. you'll, you'll really quickly find out at the end of the day when it's all gone, you'll be like, shoot, I should have kept all this. Yeah, because family. it was almost yeah. like he had to rebuild a relationship. It was, we had gotten to the point, I think the girls and I, that we was like, I was like a single mother and these was my kids. Yeah. And I was very much married. And our relationship, I would not even have said that our relationship was on the rocks like it wasn't like we were mad at each other or fighting he was just not around yeah. because he was putting so much time energy and effort into doing the church and making the church and I allowed him to do because that was his dream and I didn't want to take that from him um but it, it was almost like he had to work himself back up we would be when when he stepped away from the church and everything we would be about to go somewhere and the girls would be like wow dang like that, you real. you coming with us to the movies today, or you going out to eat with us today? Because they had gotten so used to it just being me and them, um, because he was always gone, um, and we really had to yeah. reintegrate him back into our lives, and I had to get used to relying on him to do certain things because I had gotten so accustomed to, and it was one day. I was so stressed and I was so overwhelmed and I was like, babe, I got this to do, that to do, this to do. I got to take Jayla to the doctor. I got to work. I got to go there. And he was like, I can take Jayla to the doctor. And I was like, oh yeah, you can take Jayla to the doctor. Like where that was never, Jesse and I have always been like this. Mm -hmm. Always from day one. We have always been extremely, extremely close. So for us to be at that phase in our relationship, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. And see, this is the real stuff people don't want to talk to you about or they may not talk to you about because that's just real talk, man. Especially it, it, when you go but through we stuff. Back. Yeah, we back. We back. But when, we, we, when you go through stuff like that, man, and uh, people don't want to talk to you about the realness because everything 
want to be covered up and shadow overshadowed with this just pretty talk about mm -hmm. you know you know you just you know yeah we just made it and you know we just made it through because we were able to just get through it no there was some pain in that stuff um yeah. there was some 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 mishaps some 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 aspects where you when you look back on you're like dang did i do that I, I, I probably shouldn't have did it that way yeah. and that's okay that's growth that's development yeah but in order to help people in their process of healing and even in our journey of healing, you not only have to be real with yourself but you got to be real with others because some people are really going through some stuff and you're not being real with them about what you went through because you're trying to make it pretty and i think obviously with this social media culture that's what we do we try to make yeah. everything pretty but that's real i mean even as a pastor i was going through so much and running the race of trying to do ministry and make everything right that I was distancing myself from my family and I was avoiding them there. I wouldn't even participate in being involved in what was going on. And then when it all fell apart, that had became my world and my life so much that I'm yes. just like, okay. That became everything. That's, that's gone. What am, what am I doing now, God? What's next? Right. When my kids and my wife is right in front of me. And it's probably one of the reasons why God opened my eyes to that to say, when when I walked into, I shared this in episode one, when I walked into, back into the, in our apartment at that time, and my daughter was like, Dad, we need you. That was probably one of the eye-opening moments that God was telling me, see, Jesse, hey. Stay right here. Stay right here. This is, this is what I want you to be involved in. I I mean, I love my church, but I'll take care of the church. This is what you need to take care of. And so I think when we get into really deeply reflecting on what we've gone through in our trauma or our tragic situation in life, we can start seeing some of the things that not only we made mistakes in or we could have done better in, but also God revealing to us some of the things that really matter. And family, obviously our marriage, our kids is what matters. And that's what, you know, you, know, I mean, you, you right can't there. get past that, man. So I don't know what you're going through, what you may be facing, what the healing journey is for you. But I know fighting the urge to quit can be real. But don't give up, man. Don't quit. Keep fighting. Move forward. Uh, again, as we said, find all the resources you can to get yourself in a healthy place because it's real out here. If um, we would have stopped, yeah. if we did not fight the urge to quit, we wouldn't be sitting yeah, right here. we wouldn't be talking to you, talking right to you guys today. And it, quitting just felt so much easier. Yeah. Quitting is easy. <laughs> it's easy. Then having to walk the process, but we walk the process and we're here. We back to being like this again. Remember, I told you, I don't know, a couple months ago or so, I was like, babe, I, yeah. I finally feel like, like girl, you know, I'm always been here like we that. We back man. to how we was you know? before the church. Yeah, so that was good. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, guys, once again, I hope this has benefited you in some way. Uh, we got more to share with you, so we got to stay tuned. Episode 3 will be coming in. And so, man, continue your healing journey. Heal with us. We want to help you on this healing journey. All right? Until next time, take care. Bye.